0: Hello and welcome back to yet another episode of absolutely no one's favorite podcast. It is your boy, Annoying Question Boy, coming at you live in the car. Uh, I decided to record a podcast while I'm driving and I don't know how I feel about it quite yet. Um, But I know if I don't do this now, by the time I get home, and go to do it i'm gonna lose motivation so we're just gonna go with it here it might not be the best audio and for that i'm sorry uh but you know what my podcast isn't exactly the most up to snuff anyways so might as well just you know lower the bar of expectation uh as far as we can but uh let's go ahead and roll the intro music So, first things first. Um, er, I fuck that, I guess. Um, so, as it stands right now, and what I'm seeing, you know, not only just in the news, but things that I've experienced personally, personal accounts of my friends who are going to protests and demonstrations and things like that, I can say right now sadly sorry I got hair in my tongue I can say right now sadly of course that I do not see this revolution riot protesting whatever you want to call it um really truly coming to fruition in this country um and there's a few reasons. So, the first reason, really, is... I mean... Neoliberalism. Now, if you hear that word and don't really quite understand it, that's fine. Um, all you need to understand about neoliberalism it's an attempt to reform the already existing uh, political ideology of liberalism. It's uh, trying to do it in a different way. Um, and if you're someone who uh, attests your political views to being uh, liberal and you are thinking, oh, well, here we go, another uh, right-wing conservative. um, Number one, you've obviously never listened to my podcast before. And number two, um, two people can be guilty at the same time. So the reason why liberalism, or I guess neoliberalism, is the issue and really one of the leading causes to why I feel this uh, uh, revolution won't g- gain traction is because liberalism in its most definitive aspect is simply an attempt to be the better of the two options. It is never to solve a problem. It is never to create true change, but it's to create the guise or facade of change in comparison to something else. For example, Joe Biden, quote unquote, is the lesser of two evils, right? Hillary Clinton, quote unquote, is the lesser of two evils. But if you look at both of those people and their their government history, you can see that both of them, including a huge portion of the Democratic Party, is equally, if not more bad, than the Republicans simply because they pretend like they're better than them. Um, The ultimate example of neoliberalism, I'd say, in this country is Obama. Um, When he was elected, of course, everyone loved him because he was the first African-American president this country ever had. Is that good? Of course, That is one step towards true change. That is one step towards creating an equal society. But does that inherently make Barack Obama a good person or a good president? No. I mean, a lot of the things that people attribute with making Trump and Republicans bad, Barack Obama and the Democrats did during his two uh, terms in office. Things like super strict immigration policies which led to the creation and adoption of ICE. Uh, You had the selling of weapons to places like Saudi Arabia while they were actively committing war crimes and genocide within Yemen that the United States, and that includes Barack Obama, had knowledge of. You have things like the continuation of the Afghanistan war, Even though people want to say that he brought the troops back, he didn't end the war. So he didn't do anything. He just removed people. But the war was still going on and is still going on today. Um, And then you have what was one of the biggest controversies of the Trump administration this time last year, which was the bombing of Syria and Syrian villages and, you know, just regular innocent citizens. That shit was going on for the last 10 to 15 years. And it didn't just all of a sudden stop when Obama was president. He continued to and signed off on the continuation of these bombs being released in Syria as well as many other countries. Um, and that is problematic because if you have a system that operates like that, then of course people are going to protest and think that any kind of change is good and enough. And then what could be a true revolution that would lead to systematic change becomes just a protest where a bunch of people get super excited because five police officers knelt down with them while they were protesting. Um, the second problem, uh, fuck, I should have written these down. I'm driving. I I forgot that I already mentioned that. But I should I should have written this wrote this shit down because I can't remember what number two was. Um, fuck. Um. Well, we'll go we'll go with my gut. So neoliberalism, of course, leads to a, a an ideology of the lesser of two evils. So things like. Joe Biden becoming president or NYPD signing off on cutting $150 million from its budget when its budget is over $6 billion. Like This leads to a a political environment where things like this are valued as good enough. Um, So that's a problem. The third problem that I see is going to strike some as offensive and I need you to continue listening to everything I'm saying without preconceived notions, truly hear what I'm saying. I know I am a white male speaking on this, so of course there's going to be a lot of people that are going to get upset by what I say, but I think it's imperative that you truly listen to the words I'm saying. So the third problem in this country is that we see problems like racism, poverty, Um, discrimination based on sex transphobia uh, religious discrimination as problems in and of themselves rather than symptomatic manifestations of pre-existing problems what I mean by this is the truest struggle in this country is class and a, a tactical move Done by our government and really our society because of our government is a separation of problems like race, like religious or uh, sexual orientation, discrimination, things like that, and class struggle. You know, you have the idea that Black Lives Matter is the problem, that police brutality and systematic racism are the problem when in fact all of these things are symptoms of the truest problem which is a capitalistic society and because of that they have to create a separation between things like racism like transphobia and class struggle because if we as a population were to become class conscious to understand our struggle in the the true realm that it exists, well, then we would know where what we have to do. And what I mean by this is very important to understand. So me saying this is not me saying racism isn't bad or that racism isn't a huge problem or that sexism and transphobia aren't huge problems. What I'm saying is the existence of both cannot only just exist exist at the same time and both be problems but also are actually inherently connected class struggle is what created racism or i should say racism should lead us to an understanding of class struggle class struggle is not one group of people it is not simply poor versus rich like we think it is like we're taught class struggle is when there is one class that is in charge and one class that is oppressed now of course this isn't just african americans this isn't just women this isn't just transgender folks this is people of the proletariat class so if you are oppressed as a person due to an affiliation with an associated people group such as people of color, gay, transgender, Christian, Muslim, things of this nature, you are a member of the proletariat class. You are a member of the oppressed class that is oppressed solely and independently based on their membership to a certain subgroup that is deemed as lesser than the bourgeoisie who is the oppressing class. And this is very important to note because we can fix, you know, well, we might not be able to, but we can try to fix things like racism. We can try to fix things like transphobia. But until we fix the underlying root cause of these symptoms these symptoms will resurface or recreate themselves in different lights because what led to these problems was class you know they had to pick a group that was deemed as lesser they picked people like members of the LGBTQ+ plus community members of different religious groups, things of that nature. And because they weren't the majority, because they were lesser, and because there were already systematic and societal stereotypes or stigmas placed on these groups of people, sorry, again, I'm driving, someone just cut me off. Um, Because of that, you go down the road and things like systematic racism exist. So again, I'd like to point out that me saying this is not an invalidation of the, the matter at hand and it's not saying that this is not important and I think it's very clear and it was said in the BB Bledis podcast I was just listening to that one of the most important things that we as leftists need to do is recognize the stages of change, um, Of course, there isn't all of a sudden going to be a huge leftist party in America that's going to have enough power and wealth and things of this nature and influence to create systematic change. We have to get there somehow or another. And things like the Black Lives Matter movement are equally as important and a step towards this change. The fourth and final problem that I see within our country and really, across the globe, but mostly in this country because that's where I live, so that's where I understand, um, is social media and politics within social media. So it was pointed out almost perfectly by either Chapo Trap House or BB Bledis I'm sorry that I keep talking about them. You know, if you listen to them, you'd understand. Um, and I, I had never really truly thought about it in this light because I've always had social media in some form or another within my life, but social media exists explicitly and only in order to promote someone's own self-image. What I mean by this is, and we have all experienced this if you post anything you know, political on Facebook, You're not posting anything political on Facebook because you think that you're going to have a educational, informative conversation with someone of an opposing view. You post it on Facebook because you want people to know what you think, you want people to think you're a good person because of what you think, and you want to feel like a good person for having posted it. That's okay. Like that, right there, is not inherently bad. That is perfectly acceptable and something that can continue. But I think what needs to be understood is that politics needs to be removed from social media if we want to see true change. We are not going to post our way into a new economic or social construct. We are not going to post our way into true change in this country. I mean, you saw all the fucking people on Instagram last week and I was guilty of this, so I'm sorry in advance, who posted that black fucking square on Blackout Tuesday and really thought, oh fuck, I'm a good person because I fucking acknowledge that this is a problem and I posted about it so people that know me know that I acknowledge this as a problem. But what was clearly illustrated by that is the lack of true care and commitment in this country to this movement and to this problem at hand. Because I guarantee everyone who posted that shit, for the most part, who is not politically involved in any way, shape, or form, who only posted that to look good, did not do a single fucking thing before or after that to help this cause. They might have shared some articles on Facebook or done this, this, and this. But true, actual effort to create change most likely has not happened on their part. And that right there is a clear and concise example of the actual and true reason why I feel in this country a revolution cannot gain traction in the society that exists today. Because Americans are fucking lazy. We, as a country, are one of the most privileged industrialized wealthy first world countries on the fucking planet. Things like social media came to fruition because it was a way to connect with one another without having to get off your fucking ass and either walk to the phone, write a letter, or go out to the fucking public park and see people. And now it has gotten to a place where it dominates our society on a scale that no one could have guessed when it first came to fruition. And that has led us to a place where things like just simply posting an article on Facebook truly feel like, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart because I do this, they truly feel like you're creating or at least trying to create some kind of change. And I'm here to tell you, I'm sorry, you're not. The only thing your post is doing is making you feel good about yourself which again is perfectly okay. I think that social media, if it's used correctly for things like this, can be used to re-cement political ideals, to discover new things you might not have known before about your political ideals, or just simply to you know, be able to feel good about yourself. That's perfectly fine. But you also have to go beyond that. There has to be attempts at change beyond social media, beyond our personal lives. Because if we're only working to improve our own personal experience, then of course we're going to get to the same place down the road where similar problems happen because that's exactly why we got to where we are. Because people only cared enough to change their own first person experience. So now the question becomes, all right, what do we do? Well, a few things need to happen before we can even really answer that question. Number one, these protests need to stop remaining peaceful. I don't know how in a country that was built on insurrection and riots, can we be trying to create change within a broken system by just standing outside of buildings holding some signs? Is it amazing to protest? Yes. Is it such a fucking good thing? Yes. Is it going to create change? Probably not. At least not in the way that's necessary to see these problems truly go away. Number two that needs to happen. Well, I guess 2 is like 2A and 2B. So 2A is that one group, somehow or another, needs to become the clear and concise, organized leader of this movement. Without a clear and concise leader, this movement... The protests, whatever you want to call them, can be co-opted and manipulated into becoming other things as we've seen throughout time in this country and also across the globe. To be is with that clear and concise organization, we have to have specific demands for change. The end to police brutality is not definitive enough to truly create change. Defunding police is not specific enough to truly create change. And the last thing that needs to happen in this country for us to even consider the possibility of a true systematic change or revolution is action. I Again, I am guilty of this. I am sitting in my car driving, recording a podcast that I'm going to post on social media and feel like I did something. I also am going to go to protests. I also am going to continue donating to organizations. I also am going to continue signing petitions, calling government officials. That needs to happen across the board. If you're still listening, of course, thank you very much. I appreciate you. Um, go ahead and I'm gonna yet again. I think I've done this a couple times now. I'm gonna shout out Beep Beep Lettuce and Chapo Trap House. If you haven't already, go ahead and check them out. They're on Apple Podcasts, they're on Spotify, and I believe that they're on other platforms as well. Um, but I listen to them on the Apple Podcasts, so I don't know for sure. Um Also self plug If you haven't already Go ahead and follow me on Facebook Instagram and Twitter At Annoying Question Boy Um, I also have TikTok now I don't know how that's going to go But I have it so we'll work with it Um, And also if you're listening to this On a certain platform Know that it is Available on Spotify Apple Podcasts And Anchor Um, So if one is better for you are available there um as always thank you very very much for listening it has been your boy i now have a cop car driving behind me so i'm pretty nervous to end this podcast but i'm gonna do it anyways because i'm a fucking real gangster um so yeah go ahead and create some fucking change let's see a better tomorrow and a better world shouts out goodbye stay gay